All right, guys, welcome back to the show. This is Conversations from a Room, and I'm your host, Tony Collette. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is a show where I bring on different artists and we talk about the wonders of film, music, books, breakfast foods, uh, past lives. But the most important thing, I find guests who contribute to the show a little bit of pizzazz. And today, I have one guy who did just that, Alex Felder, coming to you all the way from Los Angeles, California. Now, Alex and I met on a commercial for the company SafeLight. SafeLight Repair, SafeLight Replace. Yes, you know the jingle. We had a lot of fun working on this project. We got to know each other pretty well working on it. We did a few different spots for the company, and over time, we got closer and closer. And so we discussed the experience a little bit in the beginning, working on the project and our, our sort of camaraderie throughout the whole experience. And then we mentioned Bo. Bo was the technician represented from SafeLight, so we give him a shout out as well. But just to give a little bit of a preamp of what we're discussing before we start the entirety of the episode. And if you guys want to go ahead and check out one of the commercials we shot, I went ahead and attached the link to the commercial on the episode notes. So go ahead and check it out. But anyways, guys, settle in and enjoy this latest episode of Conversations from a Room. It's really good to see you, man. Yeah. It's been forever now. I know. Since I know. our... Uh, San Antonio Adventures. I know our our debut are on the the world <laughs> stage, becoming famous. <laughs> exactly, our fifteen minutes of fame for sure. Yeah, in the yeah. limelight. By the way, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but there's been another Safe Light commercial floating around. Have you seen this one of the couple? They it's like a young us? couple. I don't know if they replaced us or if they're just trying to reach a different market because right now my I remember my dad uh texted me a few weeks ago. He's like, "Hey, did you see the new Safe Light commercial? It now it's a young couple with their baby and they're, you know, they're driving up to this the same warehouse that we went to and guess who's fixing their car? Bo. Bo, it's the same guy. <laughs> Bo is is he's in the commercial again. So he's killing it. He's oh doing great. Oh my god. Yeah dang they 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 replaced us wait can i curse by the way i can curse right fuck no you can't can fucking curse? curse on this show what are you nuts okay all right cool jesus christ man <laughs> fucking shit fuck ass <laughs> fucking ass this fucking shit. guy fuck dude this fucking this guy, guy they betrayed us <laughs> they they think they can replace us <laughs> for years i Damn. stuck my neck out <laughs> for you you know how much i sacrificed <laughs> Spider-Man. I love since the last commercial we did, I asked you like, hey man, so what have you been up to? And you were like, I haven't done anything since the last one. Yeah. yeah. I did one like small thing and uh, it was weird. And I've just been doing a lot of auditions and, uh, you know, waiting. I hear you, dude. It's hurry up and wait. Yeah. Yeah. They obviously like you. They obviously um, would like to work, you know, with with you again, hopefully the both of us. But um, yeah, that would be sweet. But that's great. I mean, I remember when when we were staying in San Antonio, that was such a great opportunity for us because we were staying at the same hotel as like the producers and the clients. Yeah. We were like hanging out. Yeah. They were buying us dinner and drinks. And it was really like the most pure way to ever do like a networking situation. Like you always hear about networking and like how to do it. And that was like the like the the to the nth degree what networking really is yeah and also and it was cool having that commercial be like largely improv exactly and like 
we were basically just riffing and mm-hmm. doing our thing and they were like oh that's great oh maybe try this like it was yeah. very fun and wholesome and everybody was super nice i think the first commercial was very much focused on the script and then the second one was just i don't think we said anything that was in the script i honestly no, think no i think the only words that they used from us were literally just safe flight and then everything else was just us goofing yeah, around and the recalibration thing but yeah. the rest of it yeah but people were for months after both of those like just texting me like people from like i haven't talked to in like 10 years just like whoa i just saw you in a thing like glad you're doing great yet you're successful and i'm like yeah yeah mm-hmm. not really <laughs> yep uh <laughs> yeah, yeah like I, I you know i joke around saying 15 minutes of fame but you know I, i'm lucky to even gotten the first one i'm right, lucky to even gotten right. the second one you know what i mean so it's it is cool that we had that opportunity and who knows like you know hopefully in a few months they want to shoot another safe flight thing who, who's to say who that knows? would be sweet because we made a great team that's for sure man like i got along with you very well uh it was really fun to work with you yeah man Same. and it's one of those things too where you know the opportunity in itself like just in a little nutshell was great yeah it was just cool that we got to do something that we're both good at yes and we got paid for it that was that's yes, the dream it was it was like everything lining and up residuals and too right even if they did uh replace us with a young couple i mean maybe we could come back in as the babies we'll be the babies of the, <laughs> the couple a look who's talking like, version of safely yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that would be so great that's what i'm saying like maybe that's why team win wants to collaborate you know you got you got all these funny ideas well we both do man well let's let's get into the show let's get into the the theme of the show uh welcome you know i bring people in creative types where we talk about their favorite films some of the music that inspires them and i always ask to recommend at least one book something that they read in their life Mm. that really you know spoke to them uh so i always ask the guests these three simple questions Question number one. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, no, no. It's super, super chill. Okay, so what's your blood type? And, um, no. <laughs> All right, Alex Felder. Do I say your name right? Felder? You can call me Felder. Felder? No, I'm not going to call you Felder. Do you like being called by your last name? I never that liked is, that. It's sort of my thing. I've, I've gone by my last ma- name for most of my life. There were a lot of Alexes in my fourth grade class. Yeah, I always felt it was very military. Yeah, with me, it's more like... Uh, I'm like the character in like a a sitcom that people are like, hey, Felder. (laughs) Okay, okay. You're like the cool kid at school. Except for I was not. Did you guys see Felder brought fireworks today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was not the cool kid. but Except I was never. Okay. Yeah, it's either the cool kid or it's like the kid who no one wants to talk to. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. Felder. <laughs> oh, shit, fucking Felder's coming over. <laughs> hey, what are you guys up to? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, like, gray area. It's either, like, really cool guy or just, yeah. like, sleazy guy no one wants to yeah. talk to. Hey, I heard you guys go to the big party tonight, right? And they're like, oh, no, it got canceled. <laughs> what would be Felder's catchphrase? Oh, man. I hate myself. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> All right, cool. Here we go. Ready? Films. All right. What is one of your favorite films? Okay. What's one of your guilty pleasure films? Okay. And what's one of the worst films you've ever seen? Okay. Um, recently, I rewatched Training Day. Okay, that's a great one. With uh, Denzel Washington, which apparently I heard from somebody, his name is his name is actually pronounced Denzel, and he just never corrected anybody? There's so many actors like that. Like, uh... Uh, oh, uh, Brandon Fraser is actually Brandon Fraser. Yeah, and 
it, like everybody it's just your name becomes fraser but by the way that's another great movie what oh oh the whale the whale is also good but uh i was gonna say the mummy and the mummy returns those are two great movies as well it's funny i just rewatched uh the mummy one and two i didn't bother with the the last the third yeah, movie, yeah. but uh the one and two are actually really great films they're fun to watch they're like those like just kind of campy action films exactly but let's talk about uh training day it's funny enough i've never seen it you've never seen training day well it's worth no. a watch i would say denzel washington at his best run me through it what's what's uh uh, what really stands out about it yeah i i think that the big thing is is uh mr washington's uh the performance mm-hmm. um Denzel, Denzel, or whatever you want to call him. Denzel. F- terrific actor. Yeah, Ethan Denzel Hawk doesn't as well. sound as yeah. intimidating as Denzel. <laughs> no, no. It is not. It's unfortunate that that is, may- is allegedly his the real pronunciation. Yeah. I can see why he didn't correct anybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I also think uh, Training Day is uh, is such a classic because it sort of presents this this narrative of like police and like what's the role of police mm-hmm. and and like also sort of it ends on a note of hope, but it's a, it's a very dark vision of reality. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on, walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. And uh, funny enough, on a lighter note, I wrote, I'm, I'm working on a sketch right now that is mapping uh, Mario and Luigi, like the Mario Brothers, onto Training Day. <laughs> Um, where it's Mario <laughs> and Luigi. And, you know, his famous speech at the end when he's like, King Kong ain't got shit on me, you know? Like, yeah, I do know that speech. And it's like, Donkey Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Oh, that's great. I don't know, man. It's I think most of it is just how good Denzel is. Yeah. And just like this, the the range that he has with that character of like, he he portrays this guy who's like very manipulative. You never know if he's being earnest or like when he's going to suddenly switch to like increase, like incredibly sinister. Yeah. Like he, he'll go from like being super funny and affable. He's, he's a little unhinged. He's very unhinged, but in a way where you're like, you like him, mm. you like him and you want to trust him. And every time he does something crazy in the movie, you know, you're you're sort of like Ethan Hawke. You're like, well, and then he like has this whole scene where he explains like, you know, I did this for this reason. And like, this is how the real world is, Jake. Like, you know, I'm a wolf. It takes a wolf to catch a wolf, you know, and you got to do you got to get your hands dirty, Jake. Yeah. And like Ethan Hawke's like, well, I guess maybe that I guess maybe. Yeah, he's not a, a bad guy. He's just, you know, he's seen things that I haven't seen. I'm a rookie cop. Mm-hmm. And and you start to think like maybe that's how it what you need really is you need a bad guy to catch the bad guys. And then and, but then like the ultimate triumph of of uh, Ethan Hawke's sense of justice, uh, which is a bit naive, I think, it, in in our current perspective of how the world is. But it, it, it does leave you on this note where like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this guy. He's a fucking corrupt cop. He he, he fucking is, I'm giving spoilers. No, no. The funny thing is I'll, I'll probably forget it by the time I watch the film, but it yeah. reminds me kind of of I'm watching right now True Detective. Yeah, yeah. The original with uh like season 1 with McConaughey and uh William yeah. Wilson. Oh. Great. that's the best season yeah yeah and so yeah. it's it's it kind of reminds me of that of like yeah. you know cops aren't perfect and it, and it kind of reflects on both sides like their their personal life and their lives as cops and like they're being rewarded as like these hero cops but they're also these very troubled 
souls and these these right. you know not very good guys and they're both very flawed you know yeah shit man i have to this will be my next film that i have to watch this looks great it's very good so okay so denzel washington ethan yeah. hawk lots of other people dr dre's dr. in dr. it dre wow. and snoop, snoop dog yeah cliff curtis yeah eva mendez yeah this is a great yeah. cast okay it's directed by antoine antoine Ant- oh anthony fuqua fuqua don't know his work that well other than antoine Fuqua. Oh, he he also did The Equalizer. Oh, oh and Magnificent Seven. So he's okay. obviously likes working with Denzel. I mean, wouldn't you if you were a yeah. director? Apparently, the most famous part of the movie, the end, uh, his his famous speech, Denzel improvised. Really? He he just he knew the character so well that but he like just, improvised with the intention that there was already a script written and he kind of followed those guidelines or was it just like was he like i know what my character would say yeah it's like the, there's this moment when sort of everything has been resolved and mm-hmm. i don't want to give spoilers but he's like giving a speech that speech is not in the script you look at the script and it's like it just ends no fucking and way. as I, he they just kept the cameras rolling because he was like doing this this amazing speech that's funny because i've seen that speech on you know on youtube because even if I, you haven't seen the movie right. you get you know you get training day you know the references right and i remember now that i'm thinking about it, i'm watching that speech and then like slowly people start walking away and i think it's because they don't know what to do <laughs> yeah they're like we're sp- are we supposed to cut right so you just start slowly <laughs> seeing actors like walk away yeah they're like <laughs> they don't know like do we do we stay we here or? Do we... yeah yeah they're like uh okay i guess i'm gonna go get something real crafty i guess yeah i always i always think about like <laughs> he's still going I love when you when you when you hear things like that after the film came out like apparently there's that famous scene in wolf of wall street where leonardo DiCaprio is having lunch with matthew mcconaughey's character and he's doing that mantra of his mm, yeah mm. apparently that wasn't in the script either that's just something yeah, yeah. mcconaughey does in order to like prepare for his scene and they left it in oh i always thought that was interesting though but there's this if you watch that the film there's a part where uh leonardo dicaprio looks over to the side like kind of like what, what do we do here and apparently it's him looking at scorsese like hey is, are we, do we are we are we filming are we, are we shooting what do i do so and scorsese's like we're rolling <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't don't stop don't just keep going what's one of your favorite scorsese films by the way Ooh, that's they're all good yeah some of them are better than others yeah. i mean pro i mean goodfellas is very good we might have talked about that together goodfellas yeah, yeah goodfellas is great well i know you talked about the departed on the last episode i, I listened to some of it which is also a great movie they're, they're similar like the intensity of all of them are similar but they all have a different heartbeat you know what i mean like raging bull amazing yeah raging bull taxi taxi might be that movie with queen latifah or taxi and driver <laughs> is it taxi or taxi driver which is also a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Taxi Driver, yeah. It's Taxi Driver. Right. I just love mixing up those two movies. Both those movies are so similar in name, but they couldn't be more opposite. Yeah, I'm just imagining Jimmy Fallon, like, shaving his head into a mohawk and, like, <laughs> practicing with guns. You talking <laughs> like, to me? Holding his hand over the fire. Uh, there's also, like, a great Scorsese movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's called After Hours, 1985. Ooh, I haven't heard of this. Oh, man, you have to watch this. It's, like, one of his original films. It's good for, like, film students. It's good for, like, actors trying to write scripts because it's very simple, but there's just so much to it and it kind of takes you for a ride wow and it's it's uh written by joseph minion the guy who invented one the of the minions. original minions That's yeah crazy. yeah he, later he got his chance to write his favorite movie which one is that he wrote after hours it looks like oh yeah the right the writer of after hours yeah joseph minion yeah 
But wait, what do you know about him? Joseph Minion? Oh, later he he got he this movie allowed him to create his masterpiece Minions, which much later in his oh, life. Oh, you were making this you were making the same joke <laughs> I was making? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I kind of jumped to it not thinking that's what you were going to say. And then you ended up saying the same thing, but with yeah. such earnesty, like I was just like, so wait, yeah. what 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 actually were you going to say about Joseph <laughs> Minion? Mr. Minion. <laughs> All right, never mind, never mind. Yeah. All right, cool. So training day I will definitely have to watch. Uh, that's a good. That's a good yeah. recommendation right there. Okay, so what? What about like a guilty pleasure film? Guilty pleasure. That's an interesting one. I mean, I guess the Mummy movies, the first two Mummy movies, are are up there with me. They're really? beloved so classics. The, when I was a kid, I, I loved. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go go for it. Go for it. No, I was just say it's funny because. Um, <laughs> I feel like, are you doing a bit now, or is this the lag? <laughs> there's a slight delay. No, there is a slight delay. Okay, okay. So we keep like trying to not talk over each other, that we end up being like, "Oh no, you go," and then yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so you go okay. now. You go. I was gonna say that when I first watched those films, I remember one being incredibly frightened by the the original one. It was very very scary. Mm. And then being like, okay, I saw them, and then that's it. Kind of moved on. That was it. And then they made a roller coaster about them at Universal Studios, and I was like, mm. cool. Didn't expect that coming, but fine. After watching them in theaters, I kind of they kind of just like faded away for me. But they kind of stuck with you, huh? Yeah, they were sort of like uh, I, I watched them a lot as a kid. Those were some of the movies we had on like DVD. Oh, really? And my brothers and I loved them. That's funny, Mr. O'Connell. Can you look me in the eye and guarantee me that this isn't all some kind of a a flim flam because if it is i am warning you i will feel you're like- warning me lady let me put it this way my whole damn garrison believed in this so much that without orders they marched halfway across libya and into egypt to find that city and when we got there all we found was sand and blood you get your bags another movie in that similar vein but does not hold up very well mm-hmm. i loved Waterworld when i was a kid oh Waterworld's great it is great but it's weird how unlikable Kevin Costner's main character is compared to Dennis Hopper as the villain. Oh, really? That like the vi- the tone is all over the place because Kevin Costner's main character, the the mutant fish guy, he's an asshole. He like tries to sell this little girl to like a creepy dude. Uh, and then, like, you're supposed to be like, oh no, he's a good guy because at the last second he changes his mind. He's not fun. He constantly just shits on everyone. And then Dennis Hopper's villains are like these goofy guys that are like, (laughs) hey, we're going to take over the whole ocean and stuff. And they're like smoking. It's like it should have been Dennis Hopper's characters are the are the good guys. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's it's weird. But I love the world building of of Waterworld. Doesn't have a home or people to care for. Not afraid of anything. Men least of all. He's fast and strong like a big wind. He can hear a hundred miles and see a hundred miles underwater. He can hide in the shadow of the noon sun. He can be right behind you and you won't even know it till you're dead. Give it a rest. Yeah, I mean, even when it first came out, it didn't do well. It wasn't no. a, it wasn't until like years later that it became a cult classic and then everyone really started to be like, "Oh, Waterworld's great." Cuz I think that's what right. happened. It came out and everyone thought, "This is a weird movie. I don't want to commit to this." And then it just right. sort of became this cult classic in the way that we all appreciate it now is because it is weird. It doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't make sense. It shouldn't work. Yeah. You know, the characters are wacky. It's like this yeah. dystopian future. 
I'm even surprised that they made it in the first place because it's, the budget for it was probably millions of dollars. Oh, insane. They went, yeah, they lost so much money yeah. on on CGI and Kevin Costner's hairline, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently that was like, he insisted on that uh, when like, I don't think it mattered that much. Wait a second, I gotta, I gotta look this up. I never even, I, I never even realized that they had to like CGI his hairline. I don't know. I, that's something that maybe was like a playground rumor that I... I heard like in middle school or something. Wait, but I'm looking at pictures of him now. His his hairline is still shitty. Yes, exactly. So I don't think <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, maybe they didn't do it. Maybe they didn't. But I do know they went way over budget. You ever been to? I think it's at MGM Studios or like one of the Disney Studios where they have like a Waterworld oh, live action show. Have you yes, seen it? Yes, I've seen it. It's that's a great show. Yeah, it's that actually a great show. show. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this is how they shot the movie because it's all just yeah. like very well choreographed with like stunt scenes and explosions and stuff like that. I think it was supposed to be like a Indiana Jones-esque adventure film. Yeah. But just with a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. And if they had cast somebody more likable in mm-hmm. the lead role, yeah. like or even if Kevin Costner had a little more jovialness, like it could have been a campy fun movie like The Mummy or something. But instead, it was like Kevin Costner is sort of the, the most boring, worst part of the movie, and he's got like the most screen time. So my dad says that Kevin Costner is the worst actor he's ever seen. <laughs> my dad, my dad hates Kevin Costner. Damn! If my dad ever saw Kevin Costner at a bar, he'd be like, "I hate you." He'd be like, "I'm calling you out, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner. I challenge you to an acting duel." <laughs> well, my dad would lose immediately. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Um, did you ever hear that Kevin Cosner, his like when he, before he became an actor, he was doing uh, uh, porn? What? No. Is that still? Um... I don't know if it was actually porn, but apparently his first job in Hollywood, and it was literally just to make money, and because he was so poor and he wanted to break out. And uh, you know, just asking for a friend, but where would you find this? <laughs> I I don't know where I heard this. I might have it might have heard it on like another podcast talking about. Film. I think a lot of celebrities did. Like Rob Lowe had a uh, did did something like that. Too. Really. Yeah, I don't know if it was like a sex tape situation or if it was something he got paid to do. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, that was like a big controversy. No, for uh, for Kevin Cosner, it was like actual like a job. Like it was just like maybe it was like a soft porno or something like that. Like the stuff you see on like Cinemax after midnight or whatever. Who would want to <laughs> see that? <laughs> Kevin I mean, I'm sure Kevin. I'm sure Kevin Cosner at his guess, prime, yeah. like in his early twenties. Yeah, that's true. Even in Waterworld, he doesn't look terrible. That's true. I guess. Yeah. I mean, remember he he was a leading man. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. Waterworld released 1995. I was five years old. I was two. Directed by Kevin Reynolds. I have no idea who that is. Kevin Reynolds. I don't think he's ever directed anything else. Kevin Reynolds also directed Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, ah. and The Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. So yeah, Waterworld. That's a weird. That's a that's what 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 a what a what an experience Waterworld. And I think that's yeah. probably why it did become a cult classic cuz it is it's an experience. It's like right. this weird this weird dystopian future that just shouldn't work and it does. Yeah, and Jack Black's in it. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's the the guy who flies the plane. No way. It's a it's like a blink and you miss it cameo Damn. where you're like, "Wait, is that Jack Black?" <laughs> Jack Black, one of the greatest of all time. Oh, greatest of all time. I love Jack Black. You know, funny enough, uh, the guy who wrote uh, School of Rock, one of Jack Black's greatest and most popular films, 
Is that a White Claw? Are you drinking White Claw? No, it's a, uh, no, it's like an energy drink. It's a Celsius. Celsius? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I, you're a little pixelated right now, so I saw a White Claw, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. 10 a.m., baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking whiskey, because it's already 1.30 for me, so I'm starting nice. early. Nice, But I'm like, 10.30, yeah, you and go. you're already drinking a fucking White Claw? You know it, baby. That's how I go. That's how we do it <laughs> yeah. in L.A. For the listeners who don't know, yeah, L.A., you're, you're, you're three hours back. Yeah. School of Rock, which is one of Jack Black's most cherished films, was written by Mike White, the same guy who wrote White Lotus. Oh, yeah. Did you watch White Lotus? I have seen White Lotus. I didn't know that it was the same guy who wrote School of Rock. This is why School of Rock did so well. Yeah. It was this like little piece of joy that came out in like the mid 2000s because it's such a it's such a silly film. But it's yeah. got so much heart and it's got so much wow. that you can really like sink your teeth into. It's like Jack Black's uh, flagship movie. I mean, it was written for him. It's like, yeah, that's what really propelled him from like fringe fame to like full fame. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like. All right. Well, let's move on because we're already 50 minutes. in. Hey, we could talk forever, question. baby. I'm down. <laughs> let's do this. Give me like one of the worst films you've seen. Something that you, you couldn't even get through. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. No offense to Jamie Kennedy, but the son of the mask movie is terrible. <laughs> um. It's really bad. <laughs> It's horrendously. <laughs> that cringy. is one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, that 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 scene where he he does "I Love You, Baby" uh, in like several different genres of music uh, is it's terrible. Cringe. Oh my god! It's, I mean, look. Out in the way that I stare, no one else who can compare. The sight of you leaves me weak. There are no words left to speak. So what you feel like I feel, please let me know that it's real. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. I love you, baby. Don't bring me down. I pray, oh, pretty baby. Now that I sort of, in a weird way, enjoy it because it's so bad. So if you are into that sort of thing, look yeah. it up. But just to truly a bad yeah and and especially following up jim carrey's mask i know like, i mean he was sort of doomed from the start it really is one of the worst films of all time yeah i think they, they just thought let's just make a fun it doesn't have to be anything close to the original it doesn't right. have to have like any of the same nuances it just needs to be a wacky movie yeah who are we gonna get who's hot right now jamie, jamie kennedy. kennedy yeah coming off of scream and yeah exactly didn't he have his own show at that time, the Jamie Kennedy Experience? I think so. From the director of Cats and Dogs. Oh, that's a that's a good uh, endorsement. <laughs> Who gives a <laughs> Cats shit? Cats and Dogs. I saw that movie in theaters when I was a kid. I know. So did I. <laughs> yeah, because at that time, like one big movie came out a year, and I think yeah. that year was just Cats and Dogs. You know, it wasn't yeah. like twelve movies a year. It was like two thousand five, directed by Lawrence Gooderman. Written by wow. Lance Kazee. I don't know who any of these people are. No. Jamie Kennedy. Alan Cumming, who plays a Marvel character, Loki, right. the actual Loki from yeah. like the mythology. Yeah. The mask, when he turns into the mask, like his face is grotesque. It's like rubber, yeah. He's got those big teeth. Yeah. That's a good, like, worst film. I mean, that is just really bad. And like, truly, look, like, if Jamie Kennedy's listening to this, because I know he's a fan of the show, <laughs> no yeah. disrespect, but... Dude, you made a whole documentary about how it's it's the how like you're stupid if you're a critic of something mm -hmm. because you should just do it yourself. 
that's see that's sort of smart so it smells like a bit of a like you're you're a little you're maybe you're a little you're a little petty about it about not yeah. being as good as as jim carrey who is literally a fucking god of comedy like the oh. funny thing is that like like malibu's most wanted isn't the worst film like i remember thinking this is dumb that's a great character by jamie kennedy he has the the strength to do something funny but this i i think honestly I, they just didn't know what they were doing with this it was a lot to live up to exactly i remember hearing a story i forget if it was jim carrey saying it himself because i listened to conan o'brien's podcast and he had jim carrey on it as a guest Mm. And he was saying that they were thinking about making a second film and they didn't reach out to Jim or maybe he turned it. I think he turned it down. I think they reached out to him, but he turned it down because he was mm. like, no, I think I'm." maybe he read the script. He just didn't didn't think it was right for him. And so Jamie Kennedy was offered the role. So Jamie called Jim and it was like, hey, listen, I was wondering, would you feel would this be a betrayal to you if I took this role? Oh, wow. and Jim Carrey was like, no, absolutely not. Like he gave him his blessing. And I think, well, he, I think it was also because he read the script. And he was yeah. like, I don't want to do this. I'll give it to you. I'll give you this burden. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think that's what happened. It's also funny because the original source material of The Mask is like incredibly bloody and terrifying. Like, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but it's originated from a comic book. Yeah, I read I read the comic book. When I rediscovered Son of the Mask, I went on a whole mask kick where I was just re- I just read the entire mm-hmm. run of the mask um, to try to see where they took from. And the first movie takes a lot from the source material yeah. and just makes it less bloody. But he's still like killing people and stuff. That first film is just great. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. The Cuban Pete scene. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of a rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. There's so many times in the day where I sing that song for no yeah. reason. Only Jim Carrey can pull that off. Dude. Only Jim Carrey can pull that off. Yeah. Same thing with like Dumb and Dumber or yeah. Ace Ventura. Like no other actor I think can really replicate what that character yeah. was supposed to be. And so it's tough. Be, you gotta, you gotta give this to Jamie Kennedy. He went out there. He tried his best. He, it was doomed from the start, not just because he had to follow up uh, Jim Carrey, but also because the movie is as a whole, it, it was aimless and did, did not have the magic of the first one. No, I give him a lot of shit, but he's not he's not unfunny. He's he, he clearly can do fun characters. You know, Hollywood was like, you're our sacrifice. <laughs> You're saying we're hoping that it'll work. And are you going to turn that down? No, no you of course not. Yeah, down. the success of that film was beca- probably because of the first one. Right. Wow, another mass movie. I have to go see this. I one. have to see it. Also, they kind of messed up. They had such a perfect opportunity of calling it "Son of a Mask." Oh, that would have been good. "Son of a Mask." "Son of a Mask." Yeah. Good stuff. You know, like I said, I always like to kind of stay within the film realm, but I always like to ask this question. Okay. You did answer this with the first one. What's a film you've recently gone back to watch and forgot how great it was? Mm. Uh, but I think for you, it was Training Day. Oh, well, I could do another. I could do a different one. Okay, cool. I recently watched uh, Fifth Element again. Okay, yeah, um, I talked about Fifth Element on, on a previous episode, and that's another one of those like Waterworld type films where yeah. it's just so wacky and it like shouldn't work. Right, but people, it's a cult classic. Fifth Element, I think, is better than Waterworld. I think it holds up better. Yes, yeah, it's the tone is consistent. It's also it's also more beloved than Waterworld. Yes, it, it's it it sort of takes this Blade Runner world and makes it like almost a comedy. Yeah, uh, like it's very funny. Yeah, there's really funny parts and the world is cool. It's classic. Boom, yeah, I understand. Boom. 
Bada boom. Big. Big. Yeah, big bada boom. Big. Bada big boom. Big. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, boom. big bada boom. Bada boom. <laughs> big boom. Big bada boom. Bruce Willis, who, by the way, I, I, I think his best role is not like in stuff like Die Hard and stuff. I think it's in uh I think it's in Death Becomes Her. I had never seen that movie. Really? That movie is amazing with uh Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis and what's the third actress I forget, but Bruce Willis in like a comedic role. Like very funny. Death Becomes Her 1991. Oh wow, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yes. Back to the Future Man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a great movie. Oh, it's Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn, yes. Holy yes. shit. Yeah, in Death Becomes Her, Bruce Willis is, like, very goofy. Helen, it's me, Ernest Menville. I did it. I didn't think I'd be able to, but I did it. I pushed her down the stairs, and she is absolutely stone cold. And she was saying the most monstrous things, and she's dead, and I did it. And I didn't think I'd be able to, but I just had this feeling inside of me that I couldn't contain. And we're free, Helen, but I'm afraid I'm going to burn in hell because her neck is broken, and there's no pulse, and she's dead. Because, like, usually his comedy is, like, you know, he's sarcastic or whatever. He's, like... The, the the cool yeah. guy like in fifth element or die hard you know he's crawling through the vents he's like come to the party you'll have a good time mm-hmm. you know but in this one he's like <laughs> freaking out he's like frenetic he's sort of like a nerdy guy like it's really? it, I, ne- I had never i i saw that at the hollywood cemetery uh like a double feature mm-hmm. with death becomes her and jennifer's body which are thematically similar uh, also a good movie jennifer's body sort of dated but a good uh acting piece for megan fox yeah that was a good film wasn't it but death becomes her great movie okay cool. and also fifth element like you can go back and watch those and and they you always catch something a little different each time they always get better yeah okay and so my last question when it comes to film a film that has been hyped up by society but then by the time you watched it it was a letdown i i recently i was talking about this recently with some people i did not like guardians of the galaxy oh really two and i didn't even see the third one the first one was good because it was this new world sort of a new take on this sci-fi adventure yeah uh, at that point, I still was like on Chris Pratt's. Like I, I, I enjoyed it's him. Like fresh out of Parks and Rec. It wasn't. He wasn't oversaturated. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, being chased by dinosaurs yet. Exactly. And it was like the first time in recent memory we had seen this like comedic actor that like went through this fitness thing and now he's like ripped and he's an action yeah. star. And I was like, damn, like oh man, I, I wish I could do that and stuff like that. And like. That last scene where they do the dance battle, like, is so endearing. And then, like, the second one, I just was like, okay, like, baby Groot, like, they fucking, <laughs> they're just trying to do the first movie. They're just trying to do the first movie. Oh, they want it. They they want it to be the first movie. But and I think compared to some of the more recent Marvel movies, it's it's good because it at least mm-hmm. has some stakes. Like some of the more recent Marvel movies, like Thor, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. No stakes at all. Yeah. Terrible. They're just trying to be funny. The only bit that works in that movie is the axe and the hammer being like <laughs> ex-girlfriends or whatever. Really? I felt like that died like after the second time. They even had like a screaming goat joke in that. Like, what is it? 2012? Like, yeah, this it, is that not... movie was is too many bits. Yeah, that movie. I was I was like, come on, Taika. A lot of the Marvel movies now are are not doing so hot. I don't know. It, it's tough to like go from how it first like Iron Man, how it first started, which, which yeah. came out. What, 20 years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. insane to think about how far it's come. And, like, I, I like I just saw the new Ant-Man movie, and, and a lot of people were saying how it was compared as poorly to uh, that last one that came out that no one liked, the, the Eternals. Oh, yeah. The thing is that people that complain about Marvel movies, I feel, have nothing else better to do because it's just... <laughs> 
people with superpowers punching each other someone yeah. dies someone gets saved it's just a fun like you just go it's a guilty pleasure that's all it is that's all it yeah. needs to be and i think people go I think walking right. out being like i wasn't satisfied what is it you're looking for well, what I think because want? some of them have this like intense emotional like stakes that they merge so well with yeah, for that sure. other stuff like Thor Ragnarok and like Infinity War and like the Spider-Man movies are, are some uh, like great examples of that where like there's moments that are like incredibly yeah. dark and like inspiring. And then also yeah. they have the comedy and stuff. So when it's just one of those things mm-hmm. and, and those stakes are missing, at least for me, I mean, if I was a kid, I wouldn't care. But uh, for me, uh, like going in, it's like I want that every time. And that's sort of you can't expect that every time. No, of course. It's funny, too, that you didn't like Guardians 2, because I think 1 and 2 are are maybe the strongest consecutive films of the Marvel Universe. I, I don't know. I, I think it was like at the time I was I think I was sort of experiencing this fatigue and maybe I didn't give it a fair shake. Yeah. And going back to what you said about Eternals, I have not seen Eternals or Ant-Man, the new one, but Eternals from what I've seen, like clips of like the fights and stuff look fucking great that's that like the cgi looks cool and like, i thought i thought it did really well i don't know what people are expecting i mean i don't know i mean i don't know if these are like hardcore marvel fans that like grew up on the comics and they've read every single issue so they know exactly where these stories should go or it's just people just like oh i didn't like the the i didn't like the script or i, I mean what are, i really don't know what it is that people are really expecting and i i guess what you say like there needs to be like an emotional death there needs to be sort of like um a, an arc between you know whatever mission these people are on whatever world domination type of thing is is happening there are a lot of weird things in ant-man to not like but overall i kind of like look at it as like an arc like for example the dc movies i think are terrible terrible i also didn't like shazam black adam film just boring it's just boring like at least the marvel films like there there is moments in it where you can just like exist in and and enjoy and be happy and just like the stakes maybe aren't as high as they could be, but yeah, you know, whatever they're like, it holds up. It it still holds its own. Where like DC films are just, it's just like, you know, soggy fries. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, like it's, I'll eat them, but I'm not going to enjoy it. It's going to fill you up, but you may not, you may not have a great time. I kind of just like, I, I watched the Marvel movies and I just let it wash over me. Right. Okay. I think that is probably the proper way to experience it and not be, go in with like like little tiny binoculars and you're like, hmm, let me <laughs> yes. make notes in my, on my blog. Yeah. Like a notepad. Yeah. We'll let it wash over you. And then well, as soon as you walk out of the movie theater, you go back to your shitty life. That's it. Right, right. Just let it take you away. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. Wow. All right, well, let's move on to the next topic. Okay. As artists, as, as people who do, whether it's comedy, drama, I like to listen to music to sort of set the mood, you know, whether it's for a scene or whether mm. you're acting something or just like in your house making some eggs. Like what's the type of music that Alex would listen to? Like what's his comfort music? What's okay. his like pump up music? What's stuff that you like to listen to? Well, this is a complicated question for me because I sort of, um, I'm sort of ashamed of this is that I don't like really follow bands. I don't, I, I can recite to you like the entire like encyclopedic history of like multiple fictional worlds. But like, I don't know bands and like, who is like current, like 
I just hear a song and I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like I like like uh, right, I like have? a lot of music. Okay, um, let's go to your like songs on Spotify. You gotta go Tenacious D, right? Okay, Tenacious D is great, but that type of music fits for you because you are a type of guy who is creating new things, any opportunity you have, but you always have a comedic sort of rhythm to it. You know, like just how you're doing the Mario uh, training day montage. You know, <laughs> and I think Tenacious D is a perfect thing for you because you do make like goofy songs, you yeah. do raps and stuff like that. You know, right? I know everyone else is, but are you a fan of? Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah, you know, I, I I am of the mind that uh, Hamilton, while great, was sort of co-opted into something that was like sort of detriment like the opposite of what it was meant to be you know it sort of mm-hmm. became the symbol of like status for people to go to and be like yeah. yes like racism is solved when like <laughs> it, but i i it came out at the right and time i think that disney sort of right and i think that disney sort of uh like putting lynn in everything I think just let my man write the music. Yeah. Let him rap when he needs to. He doesn't have to be forefront. Yeah. Like I saw him in his dark materials and mm-hmm. he's not the greatest. He's not a good he's actor. No, he's not that, a good actor. Show. Yeah. I've seen him act. He's, he's not, not a good no, actor. No. I no disrespect. A unpopular opinion. I think in the Heights is better than Hamilton. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because this, it is a more personal story. Yeah, it's just that Hamilton came out at a time where there was a huge movement going on. Right. There was a huge diversity push, which is beautiful. Yeah. But I think it just it just so happened to come out at that time where In the Heights is a much better show. Yeah. But no one really was focusing on like the Hispanic culture in New York at that time. You know, it was just right. like, it's just something that is, it just exists. You know, there's no like, there's no push for that. Right. But she practically raised me. This corner was her escuela now. You probably thinking, I'm up Shit's Creek. I never been north of 96th Street. Well, you must take the A train. Even farther than Harlem to northern Manhattan and maintain. Get off at 181st and take the escalator. I hope you're writing this down. I'm gonna test you later. I'm getting tested. But uh, in addition to that, I like, uh, you know, like uh, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. I listen to a lot of video game soundtracks. Great soundtrack. One of the best of all time is uh, Jet Force Gemini on the N64. Excellent soundtrack. Like, of course, Mega Man X. Okay. God of War uh, franchise is great. Okay. Red Dead Redemption, if you want to, like, feel like a cowboy. Yeah, that one's got to yeah. be good. Okay, cool. I'm not a big video game guy, but I know I know that the story building for those, like, whether it comes to, like, the cinematography or video game cinematography music is really, really well done because it wants to build this sort of world. Oh, yeah. There's some bangers. It's even from, like, the early era, like, there's some Duke Nukem songs mm-hmm. from, like, Duke Nukem 2. Okay. Uh, look up Squeak from Squeak. Duke Nukem 2. That is an incredibly amazing song. Okay. And it's like, you just think of like some guy who's like in the 80s, like working on a like a computer, like not even, I don't even know how they did it. Like if he was playing, I don't think he was even playing. He's like programming the music for this like, this game that is on functionally like a toaster um and he's just going like ham he's fucking going hard on the keys for like this game that has no right to have that good of music
it's crazy just thinking this guy like fucking rocking out and he's like doing the music for duke nukem 2 and it's like almost next to nothing happening in the game yeah yeah it's just pixels on a screen yeah i mean but that's cool man that's that's the type of frequency that you work at yeah i like to find these little things that just speaks to ourselves that kind of right. feeds our like hunger for art and stuff like that and that's really what life is about is finding what works for you exactly but i will say i would i was brought up on tenacious d tenacious d was my shit when i like all through all my life that's sort of also i like to think that jack black sort of taught me how to sing He was like your TV teacher. I had one of those. Exactly. Too. Mine was Jim Carrey. Yeah, and I can see that. I could well like working with yeah. you. I've, I see that, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. And and same thing. Now you say it. Same thing with Jack Black. Yeah. You can sing, and like it's important that the songs are good too. You know what I mean? And like, that's why Tenacious D is so good. Yeah, exactly. What about like when you were growing up, like your teenage angst years? Like, what were you listening to? What Ooh. got you through a bad breakup? What What were you listening to in your room when your parents? Oh man, screamed at you. It's bad stuff, probably. But like you know, Blink One Eighty Two. Same. I love same. that kind of Blink One Eighty Two. Some Forty One, like punk rock. Punk rock. Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. Like uh, my, I was into Metallica for a while. Absolutely. And uh, System of a Down. I was. I'm, I still love System of a Down. System of a Down was amazing. Yeah. I think I talked about that like two shows back. Yeah. Like Chop Suey. Those songs were just so fun to listen to. And that's the thing too. It's like they're not just like these hardcore songs. It's like it's like Linkin Park, where right. you have a little bit of two genres. It's like good singing, but like hardcore rock. That was what a time, man! Like yeah. that was a fun time for music. Let's uh, let's move on to one book that you can recommend to the audience. Okay, um, a lot of books. If you want like a cool sci-fi book, I recommend Ancillary Justice. Sort of perspective is interesting. It's it's written from the point of view of a ship's like the, uh, like a massive ship that has an uh, artificial intelligence that controls the ship. Mm -hmm. They have these things called ancillaries, which are basically uh, corpses that have a, a microchip in, in the brain that uh, like basically make them extra bodies for the AI of the ship. So it's like the ship is also controlling... So are they like zombies? Kind of, but the ship is simultaneously on the ship, like aware that it's on the ship, and also mm -hmm. controlling like hundreds of other people. And so it's its consciousness is spread throughout all, like basically an entire army. Huh. And the main character is one of those AIs who then is separated from its full like cohort of, of people mm -hmm. and is now stuck in one of those bodies. It, it's very interesting, like it being narrated from this AI who now feels like very lonely and cold because it's only in one body. It's also interesting because it's written like the the language of the like the the dominant empire mm -hmm. uh, lacks any sort of gender pronouns. So oh, cool. everyone is referred to as she and oh, you have no to way. sort of use context clues to figure out like what act like what they look like. Or... Who, who wrote this? 
and Lecky. Ancillary Justice. Yeah, it took me a while to... I was like, how do I spell Ancillary? And this came out not too not too long ago. 2013, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this looks good, man. Uh, yeah. Ancillary Justice. This is a really cool concept. And so what takeaway did you get from it? Like, when you think about the book, oh. what really stands out? I think the, the way that it's written mm-hmm. is really interesting. I mean, the world that she creates is very cool as well, but sort of just that whole like deciphering like the 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 gender blindness mm-hmm. thing is very cool it's very novel i've never read something like that yeah um and it makes it very uh entertaining to read because you're like oh okay well wait this person is a beard so i guess okay but then and it, it sort of makes you rethink things in your head yeah but like gender is like this this performance and and yeah. uh it's it's a lot of it is constructed by society it's it's very cool yeah it's it's almost like if you meet someone online if they're just speaking to you through dialogue or like through text you don't know if they're a man or a woman like right. they're they're speaking through the soul through the spirit you know what i mean it doesn't matter what gender what what race what anything you are right right it's about the soul it's about the consciousness yeah that's interesting that's cool yeah awesome that's a good one another book that i read a long time ago is called atomic aztec okay it's a it's a really weird book yeah because the first one wasn't weird (laughs) yeah basically it is it's from the perspective of a a, this guy this hispanic dude who works at a meatpacking plant okay and uh he starts having visions of like an alternate reality an alternate history where when the the like conquistadors came to uh and like encountered like the aztec empire they like the aztecs won and were like just decimated and enslaved like the spanish Mm, population like a dystopian future right it's this alternate history where even though like now in in the visions he's having where like in one view of the world like he is like basically very low on the social status he's like pieces of his body are like missing from like literally working in this meatpacking plant where he keeps getting injured and wounded and uh and then he's having these hallucinations or visions of like this world where like he is this like very powerful general in like the aztec army and like all of everything is different like beauty standards are different like Mm. they have their like aztec magic and they use it to like commit fucking terrible atrocities across the world just like it's just like has happened in our world with like nuclear warfare and shit like that holy shit and it's sort of interesting because it's like it it is sort of like yeah the these indigenous people like were able to liberate themselves but we are still humans and we commit fucking terrible crimes against each other man this this seems this seems very heavy it's yeah it's it's very heavy there's some pretty dark shit in especially in atomic aztecs but it's a really cool world uh, oh it's also comedic it's weird really i in a very it's like dark comedy i think if you want a wild ride check out that book all right cool man thanks for that recommendation so these are kind of like my random, whatever, fun, traditional podcast questions. So we're coming towards like the closing of the show. Okay. I always ask the guest, give me an unrealistic dream job that you would like to have. Oh, wow. Okay. How unrealistic? <laughs> I say it could be incredibly unrealistic. Like maybe you are a unicorn breeder or maybe you're uh, the starting line for the okay. Boston Celtics. You know what I mean? Or maybe you're a wizard who lives in a castle. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, on the one hand... I'm already pursuing this unrealistic. <laughs> exactly. 
of being an actor. It's always hard to ask an artist. It's like, right. I've had friends who be like, I just do what I'm doing now. Like, this is an unrealistic dream job. Yeah, exactly. It's very unrealistic, but I'm, I'm trying. I guess it'd be cool to be like a, sp- a space trucker. <laughs> kind of like you, you're just... <laughs> This would be a terrifying and lonely job, but like if you had like, you know, you just do cargo runs. He can go through so many galaxies and like he's met so many people and like yeah. he might have to do like side missions here and there. And But it, like really his day job is he's just a trucker. He's just transporting one thing to the next. He just moves stuff from one place to another. Yeah. And like you go and you stop at like a space bar. But he's either like being chased by like space pirates. Yeah. Maybe he's got to sometimes defend himself. Exactly. He's, so he's got some weapons on the ship. Maybe he's got a robot to keep him company. Something like that. <laughs> You're basically just, just describing a redneck Han Solo. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like an ice miner. Somebody that... I've, I've, I romanticize that in my... Basically like a, a working class job, but in space. In space. That's great. You know? Yeah, that's like a Han... That's like a Poe... Like what Poe Dameron and what Han Solo were before they became like their quintessential characters. Right. Yeah, they're like a smuggler. But it'd be cool if you... Yeah, if you were doing everything above board you didn't have to worry about yeah like it was just like a like a, a normal like nine to five but you know like he's right. always like having to get himself out of trouble uh, a space trucker because <laughs> that, that it, it i just love the title more. next week on nbc on space, space truckers, truckers. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it appeals to me more than like being a trucker nowadays is because like in space there's a lot of other dangers, but you don't have to deal with, like, traffic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The funny thing is, I don't imagine, like, a spaceship. I imagine, like, an actual, like, 18-wheeler truck, but just flying through yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, in uh, space balls. Yeah, exactly. Like the RV. Yeah. Except it just has, like, a jet on the back of it. That'd be cool, too. I mean, it's a common uh, archetype, right? It's like the Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo is sort of a swashbuckling, like, smuggler. It's more of, like, he's daring. But, like, somebody that, like, you know, it's just their job. Yeah. They truly are not, like, going out. Like, maybe every now and then there's, like, a sort of, like, oh, space pirates or whatever. But, like, they're not, like, a hero. and They're not yeah. doing anything crazy they're just like oh so you want to just you just, just want to live a normal, a normal life. every now and then fucking... i go into like a space bar i get a few drinks i have some friends that i talk to maybe then they like really what i do is i just plug the coordinates into my ship's navigation computer and then i just boot up a movie i'm watching die hard That's or something so and i funny. just the ship just flies and every now and then i'm like oh gotta get on the controls and do something but most of the time i'm just talking to my robot friend that is so funny yeah planet to planet yeah meeting new people okay cool man i like that i like that that's cool it would get lonely though yeah well you got your robot friend yeah (laughs) until he starts looking real hot and then you start wanting to well maybe maybe that's maybe that's what i maybe that's (laughs) maybe that's part of it yeah maybe it's a robot girlfriend (laughs) like the like wasn't there a joke in solo where it was uh a lando calrissian's like robot yeah like kind of a couple or something right and they like and it was like how did he did he fuck the robot how do you do that (laughs) Did you fuck this robot? Did you fuck this robot? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so next question. Mm-hmm. Alex Felder, what do you think you were in your past life? Oh, man. Are you a reincarnation type of guy? Do you feel like we've lived several lives? I truly do not know. Oh, well, yeah, there's no proof. You know, it's about what do you believe? Yeah, there's, there's, there's no proof. I, I did at one point when I was a child. I had a friend who I kept like... For some reason, and maybe this is like a just a trick of memory or something, and maybe or maybe I had dreams like this. But I, for some reason, I felt like maybe I was him 
in a past life, but like in a way that was weird with time. Really? Yeah. It was truly strange. Even as a kid, you thought this? Why is that? I don't know. What was the situation? What was this kid's relationship? It was, we were friends. I mean, we'd hung out. I would go to his house sometimes, but, and like, I didn't know anything about his life that I wasn't like shown, but why um, do you think that you were him in a past life? I don't know. I just had this feeling that we were connected. Was it one of those things that maybe you guys were friends in a past life? No, I was him. You like, were him. Okay. No, we okay. were not friends. No, you were I, literally I him. I was right. And like, I had like memories. Well, what was this kid's name? Well, his name was also Alex. And are you still friends with him? No, I have no idea where he is or what he's up to now. I've, I haven't talked to him since we were like six years old. This short period in your life when you were just friends with this kid when you were six. Yeah, I was disassociating. You had this feeling that you were him <laughs> I, in another life. Yeah, I was having a psychotic break and I didn't tell him. What? I mean, look, I think it was sort of just like the the trick of an imaginative kid's brain and it wouldn't line up right because we were alive at the same time yeah but i've i've never i've i've always remembered that i've never felt that way about anybody else that i was that person and we weren't similar we weren't very similar it's not that we were like oh we're so similar and we like all the same stuff like we were pretty different but for some reason i was just like i i was you how how long into the friendship did you realize that you felt this way I don't know, because I, I truly, it was so, I was so young that I don't really remember how long we were friends or why we stopped being friends or anything about that. Um, I love this, by the way. Yeah. This is hilarious. It's, it's, it's sort of a weird thing that I think about sometimes. Have you, have you thought about reaching out to him? I don't know. And like seeing where he's at, what he's doing? I, I actually don't know his last name. <laughs> I I have I don't know where he is. You or... just Google. Just I don't know. <laughs> How weird would that be, though? Imagine somebody reaching I mean, out to you. You haven't talked to in like thirty or twenty years. Well, and you're you like, don't have to mention and, that. And they're like, "Hey, by the way, I think I was you in a past life." I know the time doesn't work out, but, but it's interesting but... to see. Like, I mean, like, what if he still lives in San Diego? You can like, you're not far away. You could see him. You should go Maybe. and see him like in the near future and see if you still feel that way. But the thing is what if i'm right that's scary what if what if it's true that's what but that's the beauty of it it's if it's true it's like you get to experience that all over again and see how how it's different i don't know i don't know but uh on another note i think that i was like a cool warrior (laughs) (laughs) i had a cool sword let's move on from this weird existential out of body experience <laughs> Talk a cool about a, warrior. how i was a warrior no i don't well, know why not an, uh just a space trucker look i think the whole concept of past lives i mean the reason why it's it's sort of weird with this kid is that we were alive at the same time but yet i still felt that way so maybe the the whole past thing i mean time is depending on what your beliefs are it's hap- it's all happening at once concurrently yeah. right it's like time is a flat circle that whole sure. thing from true detective so maybe we were alive at the, but i don't know maybe it's just that as a child i was so close to the the warm embrace of the void that happened before we come into existence <laughs> that i still felt that connection and now that i'm an adult i no longer feel i don't know what he's up to i don't have any memories of 
being him or whatever, but it's like... it doesn't matter anymore? And it matters less to me now because I'm so far into my own life. But at the point, like, you're still malleable. You're a kid. You're sort of fresh off the boat into existence Mm -hmm. that you're more susceptible to those sort of weird psychic energies. By the way... I also don't believe that this is true. I just... That's fine. It's a feeling I had. You know, the consciousness is such a it's such a strange place to be. I mean, it, if it doesn't manifest some sort of thought that, like, why would you ever feel this way? It, it could it could have been that in a past life, you were this kid. Who, who's to say? You know, who's to say? And maybe. And, and I lived out his entire life and then died and I was born back in 93 again. But really, you know, we're all just sacks of meat. It would be, yeah, we are. Sometimes, I've had this conversation so many times where it's like, do you feel like we're all, like there's a reason for everything or are we just a bunch of bugs no. like crawling on this planet? Yeah, like we, we're just propelled forward by electrical impulses in our computer brains and we're just we star, spew, We're stardust. We're stardust. Yeah. And we spew vibrating gas at each other so we can understand, (laughs) like, what we're thinking. Even come close to scratching the surface of, like, the complexities of the human brain. Like, we haven't... We haven't figured it all out. We just say, like, I fucking like Star Wars. You like Star Wars? I fucking... Because, like, that's the only... These are the the commonalities we share. At the end of the day, it only matters how many likes you get and how many followers you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that (laughs) is the true measure of the the merit of the human soul, is how many (laughs) Instagram followers do you have? (laughs) That is the currency that exists today in our time. It's it's so so weird. If this inspires you to ever talk to this random Alex known last name ever again, and you do mention to him that you felt that sort of past right. life with him i wonder if he would also say that he felt some sort of similarity to that with you whether he thought oh my god that's so funny i felt some sort of connection to you as well Man. or or it could, it could just be like he he just say to you like dude the fuck are you talking about bro yeah i mean that's probably more likely yeah he's like what no i didn't even like you actually <laughs> <laughs> we were only friends because my our moms forced us to be yeah yeah well that's way more interesting than warrior so we can just move on from that yeah but really i was a i was a cool warrior <laughs> no <laughs> I like that you you were some random kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is a random. This is actually a new question that I added to the uh, to the set. Sure. Um. What What would be your mafia name? Ooh, that's a. Oh my god, that's a that's a, a crazy one. Maybe like. Uh, hey, it's hey. I'm trying to get into character here. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Uh, hey, hey, look who it is. <laughs> look who it is. It's it's fucking. Look who the cat dragged. Look in. who the cat dragged in. It's Mister. It's funny, Mister, Mister, uh, Mister, <laughs> fuck, Mister, fucking, Mister, fucking asshole over here. <laughs> this guy, fucking Bertrand. Look at his fucking Look at his asshole, fucking ass face over here. Look at his fucking ass head. <laughs> Miss Ass Face, one of the worst Batman villains of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, Batman, you think. Yeah, oh no, him. it's Ass Face. Oh no, Ass Face. <laughs> He's stinking up the whole room. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> please don't. He's like yeah, torturing Batman. No. It's like, oh, I no. just ate a whole bunch of jelly beans, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Uh, no oh shit i'm very bloated um i guess uh uh, uh, uh squeaky i don't know i just it's me squeaky all right squeaky what do you got for us 
Yeah, boss. Uh, you know, it's me, Squeaky. Or the seagull. The seagull, because I can what? do a good seagull. What a transition from can... Squeaky to seagull. What, why? Because <laughs> I can do it. Let funny. me see if I can do it. Okay, go ahead. Because I can do a seagull. Okay. Imagine you're on the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close my eyes. Everyone else close your eyes for this. Okay, I got it. All right, ready? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You know, just like oh, 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 oh. I'm not doing it well. Not, Here's this the thing. is not that, as good. That, that's not oh, what I expected, oh, 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 oh. but that's exactly what I expected at the same time. <laughs> it's a seagull. Tell him the seagull sent you. Tell him the seagull sent you. Some days you're the ass face. Yeah. Some other days you're I'm squeaky. Honestly, I think Squeaky's probably the best one. That one sounds the most mafia. <laughs> Tell him Squeaky sent you. I think I feel like they would call you Squeaky not because your voice, because you wear these shoes that are very squeaky. Yeah, like one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah, or that's my signature. That's my calling card. I wear squeaky shoes one time. No, I think it's like that's your character. They can hear you coming even before you enter. Like, right. like oh no, right. I kept squeaky. It's the the sound of death coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got like clown shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, hide the stash. (laughs) Oh man, that's great. Squeaky, I love that. All right, tell him Don Siegel sent you, uh, it sends his regards. Each one of them has a terrible calling card. Yeah, yeah. That's my new favorite question, Mafia name. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That caught me off guard. Yeah, my friend helped me get, come up with that one. She was, uh, I think I, we were nice. talking about Mafia names. I'm like, that's a great question for like the podcast. Yeah. Okay, shout out to you, Mariam, if you're listening. All right, Alex, here's the next question for you. Okay. What is your ultimate, your dream breakfast? Ooh, okay. So I like Eggs Benedict mm-hmm. a lot. That's sort of when you get a really good eggs Benny. Eggs Benny's always great, yeah. Not easy to make. I've tried making it at home. Not easy. That's why I get it at a restaurant is because I can't poach an egg. And like making the hollandaise sauce. Not an easy task. So maybe, okay, so maybe I'm a space trucker, right? Mm-hmm. And, I've go- and I'm like, I'm off my shift. At a space diner. I'm off my shift, right? I'm going to Razalon 5 to the the finest space diner this side of the sector so i I walk into the space diner right Mm -hmm. and they know me they're like hey squeaky come on in (laughs) sit down you know that's also your space trucker name yeah 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 i'm like thanks yeah it's been a long haul you know went through the Mm -hmm. the asteroid belt of phytangeron seven you know i almost got eaten by worms by the, the the void worms out there had to maneuver through the asteroid field and they're like whoa sounds like a doozy squeaky go come on in sit down the usual and i'm like you know it i sit down you know i have my 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 weird green milk whiskey yeah yeah with milk whiskey yeah. yeah it's alcoholic milk that's milked from the teat of like a space whale or something and then they bring me out uh a eggs benedict but it's like blue eggs yeah and like the hollandaise sauce is still mm-hmm. like golden, but it's uh and 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 I'm like ah oh, love a eggs a nice space eggs Benedict <laughs> and I and I eat it and like the server is like a gaseous being it's like made of <laughs> gas funny. you know and I'm like hey 
don't don't get your smell on my eggs and the and the gaseous being is like squeaky you've always got jokes here and i'm like i'm just kidding you know i love you i like to think that it's a gaseous being but it's also smoking a cigarette yeah 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 it's like yeah yeah. (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah and i enjoy and i look out on the 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 nebula outside of the the -hmm. space diner and and i'm like this is the life that's fucking amazing what's your robot name by the way is he there with you at the diner or she uh she (laughs) um yeah she's there and i'm like do you want anything i'm just kidding i know you can't eat (laughs) and she's like squeaky you truly are so funny yeah i never get tired of it i did make it every time she's pro she's programmed to love every joke you say yeah she's like ha 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 (laughs) that would be funny if she was just like tired of your shit yeah i think it was like you know she helps me do the computer stuff on the ship but she's not like you know she's an autonomous being she's not like my my servant or anything we have a a partnership and so that way when we inevitably make love it's uh it's it's not weird (laughs) as soon as i introduce this idea you're like yeah you're right she is a space girl she is a robot girl absolutely absolutely who wouldn't have a robot girlfriend if you're out on space absolutely the only being that you could talk to of course you're gonna fall in love with it you know (laughs) All right, so a nice space diner breakfast is what you're going for. That'd be good, and and uh, and hopefully the blue eggs wouldn't be too off-putting. Fucking space truckers, man! Space truckers <laughs> just sounds so. This is this is the weirdest life, honestly. What a, what a funny. It's a it'd be a good life. It's yeah. a hard life, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody's got to do it. <laughs> All right, this segment of the show is called This or That. Okay. I have to tell you this or that, and you answer which one. No context. All right, sounds good. All right, planes, trains, or automobiles? Trains, because you can look at the stuff going by. You ever been in a train in Europe? No, I have not. Well, I've been in, like, the the tube. The tube, okay. Friends, or How I Met Your Mother, or Seinfeld? Seinfeld, 100%. Nice. Sci-fi or spaghetti western? Ooh, that's interesting, because also merging those two together is great. Yeah, that's true. But I'm probably sci-fi. Probably sci-fi. Your classic Mandalorian is sci-fi spaghetti western. Right, exactly. But you would choose sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra? Dean Martin. I don't know. I don't really know Dean Martin as well. You you don't know him as well, but you want to pick him? Yeah, because... I don't know. I'm more of a Dean Martin fan than I am a Frank Sinatra fan, actually, because okay. I grew up uh, with Dean Martin. My dad was a big Dean Martin fan, so I, ah. I used to listen to Dean Martin before I even got into Frank Sinatra. That's And I knew that, and that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was you in a past life. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full circle. Go sports, or who cares who won the game? Go... Oh, no. Hold on. Let me do it again. Go sports. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a long one. Go sports, or who cares who won the game? Get over yourself. I think usually I'm of the mind of who cares who won the game. Mm-hmm. But if I have like some friends, like this past Super Bowl, my my but my good buddy, my roommate is from Philly. Mm-hmm. So I got into it. Exactly. Because I was like, yeah. That is the beauty of sports. It's the community. Exactly. Like, I've gone, I've gone to the point where I do watch, like, games by myself. And, like, that's, like, if you really enjoy a basketball game or, like, a sports, uh, you know, event, you could just watch it on your own and just appreciate it. But it's all about who you're with. It's fun. Absolutely. 100%. You want to do one more question? Sure. Let's do it. Movie theater or movie night at home? That's tough because I feel like the movie theater generally is a more special experience but i'm more likely but there's nothing to better than just like the convenience yeah yeah you don't even have to leave and if you got a nice tv yeah you hang out with your with your buddies and you play some some movie yeah uh, but movie theater 
I probably if, if I had if I was yeah movie theaters. It's the original. It's the original movie place. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like what we know. There's something special, you know. All right, that's it, man. Those are all my questions. I know I kept you longer than I anticipated, but that's it. I got everything I needed. No, this was a pleasure. This was really, really great. But that's pretty much it, man. It's just a conversation from a room. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And let me know if you ever want to talk more about whatever. I'm around, dude. You're a great guy. I, I definitely want to do more episodes with you. It's fun because we can we can talk for hours. There's always something fun to yeah, talk about. clearly we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And shout out to Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a fan of the show. Yeah, fan of the show, J.B. Kennedy. <laughs> he's definitely he's listening. listening. You got to invite him on, man. And we won't talk about the mask. <laughs> we yeah, won't even yeah. up. Anyways, okay, so this is my closer. Okay. This is one more question, but I ask it at the end of the show. Alex Felder, what is your favorite noise? That is, whoa, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I have a lot of noises that I like. <laughs> I guess like a nice, like a, uh, a sort of soundscape you're listening to like, a mu- like music or something and there's like a very deep harmony music you would play like during yoga or meditation or something like that yeah or like throat singing like when there's like a you know and it's like yeah well there's a reason why those are used in like meditation purposes or yoga purposes because they the frequency hits you at a level where it's almost like it calms your body yeah those sounds are very comforting so yeah that would make sense and also when, when something goes like that's probably also. the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, mo- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the most calming noises, but also the most obnoxious noises. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. This has been really fun. Yeah, man. Appreciate you too. Thanks for having me on. Of course. All right. Well, this is my uh, this is my sign off. I'm gonna start a sentence and I'm gonna have you end it for me. Okay. Okay. Thank you, folks, for tuning into Conversations from a Room. Have a great day, and... Don't kill yourself. (laughs) It's a good message. Don't do it. It's a good message. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Everything I said right now is not bad. I'm right. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Good night, folks. Good night. All right, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations from a Room. Guys, if you want to help out the show, please make sure to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. For those of you who are familiar with Overcast, feel free to recommend the show on the platform and spread the word. And if you guys are enjoying the show, please share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and just maybe dogs. They don't really understand what's going on, but it's more of just like the sound, you know? They like the sounds. Anyways, episodes are available for free and available to listen to on almost every platform where podcasts are enjoyed. So check out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen, it's there. If you'd like to get in contact with me, reach out and follow the show on Discord at Conversations from Room or on my Instagram at Christian Lugo. But I hope you guys drop in again and thanks for joining the conversation at Conversations from a Room. See you next time.